Well, it's better late than never. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and for the time being, over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy, which where I will be actually doing a live stream, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. That is going to be Sunday morning. So, uh, without further ado, do we really need to get in here? I need to. Ch- I'm checking one thing here. Okay, I did have the update. Good. Um, there is a couple of things going on here. I am trying to get over to my news reports. Uh, big thing. Uh, Colts are actually activating left tackle Eric Fisher. Expected to start today and uh, or this weekend, I should say, against the Rams. I was a little, I don't know what the real term I would use. I was trying to figure out with this Indianapolis game what I was going to do with the Indy uh, offense. Uh, I do have the Rams in the write-up. The thing of it is, is I'm really confused by what I saw with David Montgomery. I mean, it was very good for the Bears. Uh, David Montgomery looked really good uh, against the Rams on Sunday Night Football last weekend. So there was kind of a curiosity of whether or not to use a guy like Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines uh, with the Rams, basically their rush defense, DVOA, being at 31st in the league, you know, second worst in the league, and then 17th versus running backs in the passing game. Uh, giving up the 23rd most points at 24.3 on FanDuel and 29.8 on DraftKings. And whether or not I was going to buy into it, I am going to stay away from that. Although I will say that I do expect the Rams to kind of get ahead here, which would actually be really good for, say, running back Naheem Hines. So if you are thinking that you want a piece of the Indianapolis side, I'm probably going to pass on Jonathan Taylor as much as I love Jonathan Taylor at his, uh, let's see, his price points, 7,200, 26, and 7,200, good for ninth, 8th, and 7th. I'm probably looking more towards Naheem Hines, really, at 5,100, 14, and 4,700, good for 38th, 35th, and 35th across the board. Um, so he was not included, but uh, I, I, I don't hate that option so definitely keep that in mind uh if you're looking for a cheap running back piece and want to and definitely want to correlate the uh, los angeles Rams stack that i have in there uh but let's get going here we're going to start a quarter of course how we do it quarterback running back wide receiver tight end and defenses um 
that's how we run it. Uh, I'm I'm going to I'm reworking my schedule around my work schedule so that we don't have what happened this last week. Uh, ridiculous amount of hours that I was working this last week and shifts just completely knocked me out. The main thing was just trying to get as much as humanly possible done with the spreadsheet and get the write-up out at a decent time. That was kind of mostly my focus, so I do apologize for not having the podcast out, but I am going to work on getting that rectified this week. So, But let's get going here. Quarterbacks for cash. Russell Wilson, 8,500, 35, and 7,500. We read these, of course, FanDuel, Yahoo, DK, which is DraftKings. Good for second, sixth, and second. Wrote that the Titans got slaughtered by Arizona last week and are 26 in pass defense DVOA. It's 32nd in points allowed to the quarterback position. While I'm not expecting Wilson to have five TDs like Murray, he is a safe option at the position. We wanted to attack the secondary last week, and it did not disappoint for fantasy. Next on the list is Tom Brady, 8,200, 41, and 6,900. Good for eighty, uh, good for third, first, and fourth. So like Russell Wilson more on Yahoo, where you get the $6 uh Price break? Wow, really? Fucking douchebag on his bike. God damn it. I got the windows open. It's nice out. What do you want me to do? Uh, wrote, how can you not like Brady with his great offensive line against the Falcons defenses? 27th in pass defense DVOA. 28th in points to allow to the quarterback position. Tom should have his way against this heavy pass rushing front. And pick... This terrible Atlanta secondary apart. My God, if I could learn how to read. Uh, Tom Brady, very good, very safe uh, quarterback option. You should be able to fit him in on FanDuel and DK if you would like to pay down a little bit from Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson has a little bit more of the upside. Although, you know, I mean, you can see Tom Brady throwing four touchdowns. It's just whether or not he gets the yardage like I think Russell Wilson's going to. Uh, next on the list for cash, Justin Herbert of the LA Chargers, 7,633 and 6,700, good for 8th, 8th, and 6th. Said, how the fuck can I not include Herbert after seeing what happened to the Cowboys defense last week and with all the injuries throughout this unit? Uh, Cowboys defense is really missing a lot of their pass rush, uh, especially with Demarcus Lawrence out for, I believe it was six to eight weeks. Uh, he's the safest pay-down option this week, and the only guy I would trust paying down to from Wilson or Brady this week. Cowboys are 22nd in pass defense DVOA, 26 in points against the quarterback position. Also, this kid showed what he could do against a better defense in Washington, and the offensive line gave him tons of time against a better pass rush. Now, right tackle Brian Bulaga will not be available this week, but I don't think that's going to uh, really hinder them too much. Like I said, Cowboys defensive line. Is really bad. They're moving up their rookie. Um, God, I keep forgetting the kid's name, and I, and I really don't know why. But they're moving him from in like basically his linebacker spot uh, up to DN. He's never played DN, so we'll see how well that is uh, or how well that works out for Dallas. In GPPs. I still have Kyler Murray. Um, he's going to be a very popular option, though, because of last week. 8,737 and 8,200, good for first, third, and first. 
Arizona offense runs through Murray and with this Minnesota defense on its heels to start the season. Could see a similar output that we saw last week in Nashville. Vikings are 21st in pass defense DVOA and 15th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Joe Burrow is not where Kyler is in terms of using his legs to escape, and he could have a field day again this week. His cost is what keeps him from cash this week. Um, very, very good matchup. Um, I'll take the L on the Minnesota defense, but uh, they have had some injuries in that secondary, which hasn't, uh, which hasn't helped them at all. Um, so you're going to have guys, you're going to have guys in there for Minnesota. Patrick Peterson, Bashad Breeland, who what he has, I swear to God, he's got the lowest fucking rating uh, on Pro Football Focus uh, for any cornerback. And then of course Madison Alexander in the slot. Uh, they're also missing uh, Harrison Hand is going to be out cornerback for them. Um, next, we got Jalen Hurts. There's another one that could be popular, uh, especially over on Yahoo. 7,800, 26, and 6,500. Good for six, 17th highest price quarterback over on Yahoo and eighth on DK. I am more on Miles Sanders this week against the 49ers with their plethora of injuries in the pass rush, but. I have some interest in going back to the well. Niners will still have a decent pass rush, but they are decimated at quarterback after le- uh, losing Jason Verrett for the season and Emmanuel Mosley doubtful for week two. Leaves cornerbacks uh, Diomedador Lenore, uh, Dante Johnson, and Kawan Williams to cover Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins. Hard not to look at him on Yahoo where his cost didn't rise. So... Uh, I am on Devonta Smith in this matchup. Uh, if you wanted to, you can choose to go Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins. Uh, although I do not have them written up. So if you're going full set, I mean, you could, you could, in this matchup, you could definitely go, uh, Hertz, Miles Sanders and Devonta Smith. I think it's one of those, uh, triple ups in there where you can actually use, you know, where the running back is not going to kill the quarterback. Quarterback's not going to kill the running back, I think they're going to throw. He's going to throw plenty to Miles Sanders this week. Uh, Matthew Stafford, seventy-five hundred, thirty-two, and sixty-four hundred, good for ninth across the board. Indianapolis is twenty-eighth in pass defense DVOA, twenty-fourth in points allowed to the quarterback position. Colts secondary will have trouble stopping the Rams' passing offense if it's on its game. The issue I have is LA playing the early game on the East Coast time, and are they going to be ready to play? I'll take a shot somewhere, but I'm not going to go heavy on that play. So I like it. Everything lines up. Again, West Coast team going to East Coast. Uh, you look on here, I mean, you got Robert Woods with the whole Rocky Sin coverage here. Kenny Moore was destroyed by uh, uh, Tyler Lockett last week, so Cooper Cup lines up in that spot. And then uh, Van Jefferson would line up against TJ Carey. TJ Carey's probably playing the best out of all three to be completely honest with you uh xavier rhodes is out again this week uh we got Kari willis the safety uh for the colts he's going to he's questionable uh so tight end tyler higby is going to have uh, a really good matchup here as well so probably going to take a shot somewhere within that la offense if i'm not doing a complete stack on it. But like I said, it's been very hard to try and figure out what I was going to do with Indianapolis. They have a whole bunch of, uh, they got a couple of wide receivers in Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell. They're both, 
uh, questionable, but that pass defense is not really something I want to attack either. Last but certainly not least, Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. 7,100, 29, and 5,800, good for 13, 13, and 16. Said before the season that his Bears pass defense is a joke, and the Rams lit those fuckers up. Now the Bengals are not the Rams, but they still have the opportunity if they can keep the Chicago pass rush off Burrow and his reconstructed knee. Bears are 31st in pass defense DVOA, 23rd in points allowed to the quarterback. I really like Burrow and will run a stack out there, but the Bengals' offensive line still scares me too much to trust in cash. That's why he is not in the cash lineup. Um, or in the, or I should say um, the cash section. Uh, really like this pass offense, uh, like what we saw last uh, week. Uh, if you are not using Joe Burrow, I would strongly suggest that you have pretty much almost every lineup with Jamar Chase, the number one for the Bengals. Uh, he should go off against cornerback Jalen Johnson. Running backs for cash. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb, 8,400, 34, and 7,800. Good for fourth, fifth, and fifth. Kareem Hunt, 5,700, 21, and 5,800. Good for 22nd, 15th, and 18th. It's simple. Fuck what you saw last week against Jacksonville. The Browns are going to absolutely run all over this Texans run defense and correct the DVOA and DVP stats for us. Chubb is the obvious chalk this week, but I have some interest in utilizing Hunt to fit higher-end options into my lineups as well, probably in GPP, to be honest. Can you use both in a lineup? Yes, but GPP only, please, and I would only do it with one lineup. Don't like to overstack a backfield if I can't help it, but I did not write anything up, anything else for Cleveland outside of their defense. Miles Sanders, 6,300, 19, and 6,900. Good for 14th, 20th, and 9th. Last time I trusted Miles Sanders in cash, it didn't work out very well last season. But this is a different season and a different coaching staff. The Niners were crushed by running backs DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams last week, and Sanders can do just the same even if fellow running back Kenneth Gainwell gets some touches, which he will. San Francisco's 12th in rush defense DVOA, 23rd in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, while 31st. In points allowed to the position. That was before they suffered even more injuries. Uh, they're dealing with some injuries along their front as well. Uh, their linebacking core has not played, did not play well last week. So you're going to see low ratings if you go on uh, Pro Football Focus and you look at their lineups. Um, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Damian Harris, 6,200, 23rd, and 5,400. Good for 15th, 13th, and 22nd. A safe option at the running back position. That won't cost you a lot of money. Jets are 23rd in rush defense DVOA, 29th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, while 20th in points allowed to the RB position. That was all because of CMC. The Patriots should stay ahead in this game, which should help negate James White in the passing game. So... That's why I feel that Damian Harris is, is safe enough to put in cash. Uh, we'll have the opportunity to get a touchdown in here. Najee Harris, 6,125 and 6,300. Good for 16, 9, and 11. If there's one team that can make Harris and his offensive line look good, it's the Raiders' rush defense. 17th in rush defense DVOA, 18th in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, while 28th in points allowed to the position. That means touchdowns. The Steelers will be playing from ahead, and Harris is the only game in town at the RB position. So this week, if you want to get savings at that second RB spot, take look no further. Najee Harris. 
Javante Williams, another rookie. Okay, 5,500, 21, and 4,400. Good for 26th, 15th, and 44th. I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm putting Williams in cash as a paydown option this week. That is, at least on FanDuel and DK, where he's way cheaper to roster than on Yahoo. The Jaguars are 13th in rush defense DVOA, 9th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, but they are 30th in points. They gave up a lot to that Houston uh, backfield, the three the three wise men that we will not touch. <laughs> I'm not worried about Gordon getting a TD this week because it's the rookie's time to shine and get one or two. GPP CMC, 10,37,9900, good for first, second, and first. I see a bunch of people trying to hop on wide receiver DJ Moore this week, but my money is on CMC having a field day here against the Saints. The numbers won't show up, but the Saints suffered a couple of injuries with uh, defensive end Marcus Davenport and linebacker Quan Alexander heading to IR, which should help to weaken their chances at stopping the top fantasy running back option in both seasonal and DFS. CMC should be considered a top-of-the-pricing chart cash-slash-GPP option. The only issue is whether you can afford to fit him in. That's why he is not in cash. That's why you're going to have Nick Chubb. Now, when we play cash, we do do tend to take the chalkier options. um, But we also take the options that are, you know, the best, you know, try to take the options that are the best plays. Nick Chubb right now is the best play for cash this week due to the fact that his price point is lower than Christian McCaffrey uh, and a couple of the other guys. But definitely consider Christian McCaffrey at least in GPP. Um, I'm going to probably be really Christian McCaffrey heavy, heavy in tournaments this week, um, if not in cash. I have not built my lineups yet. That happens uh, Sunday mornings. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but definitely, definitely uh, get yourself a couple of shares. Even if you play, you know, one or two tournament lineups, get your, put, put Christian McCaffrey in there. Derek Henry, 8,035 and 8,300. Good for fifth, fourth, and fourth. I don't know how many people are going to utilize Henry in this matchup, and it is a better uh, matchup than last week as Seattle's front seven are not as good as the one they faced in Arizona. Seahawks are 22nd in rush defense DVOA, 13th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while 21st in points allowed to the position. Henry would be my pivot on what is sure to be a heavy chub chalk this week. <clears throat> this is one of those, uh, this, is, this is what I consider the contrarian play, okay? Nobody's on Derrick Henry, but we know what Derrick Henry can do. We know what that offensive line in Tennessee can do. Um, what we saw last week was nothing short of what the fuck. Offensive line just did not look good. You can blame it all on Tannehill all you want. Offensive line played like complete shit. The ratings showed it as well. Um, I think they get back on their feet. It's not going to be the easiest traveling all the way to the West Coast to face the Seattle Seahawks at home. Um, but if the... Tennessee Titans have any shot at winning this game, it's going to be because Derrick Henry goes off. So that's that's a that's a really good GPP play. Okay. I said he would be the pivot off of Chubb. Now you could go where you had Chubb as a chalk and you have Derrick Henry as, you know, the second RB. 
You can do that. There's a lot of really good options at the lower end wide receiver positions, uh, but you really have to buy into the fact, uh, buy into the idea that both that both of the running backs can go for a buck fifty and one, if not two touchdowns in their matchups. That's what you're looking for. That's what the payoff's going to be. Like, say, if you're looking on Yahoo or uh, pardon me, on FanDuel with the $8,000 price tag, you're really looking for him to get 24 points. So what do you want, especially with Derrick Henry? Let's say he gets 150 yards. Well, that's 15 points just on yardage alone, correct? You get one touchdown, that's 21 points. So if you want him to get over 24, you need the second touchdown for it to pay off. Same goes for Nick Chubb at 8,400. You would really want him to go 150 and two. Uh, it's a little bit easier over on DK, uh, but you will notice that he did get a couple of the pass. He did catch a couple of targets. He had the 23.1 at 7,800. Uh, it's very close to 3x. He could for he could technically 4x uh, with bonuses uh, for yardage. So not a bad not a bad option here. Chris Carson of the Seattle Seahawks on the other side. 6,700, 24, and 6,100. Good for 11th, 11th, and 13th. This is the play that kind of goes contrary to if we believe that Seattle is going to win this game. Is it going to be with Russell Wilson and the passing attack, or is it going to be with Chris Carson and the rushing attack? Okay. So I have some love for Chris Carson, but for me, he's a complete pivot option from the Seattle passing attack which moves him to GPP even with the nice matchup on paper. Titans are 25th in rush defense DVOA, 26th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while 17th in points allowed to the position. I will have shares in GPPs, but even with the Lions' shares of touches in that backfield, I am passing in cash. Okay, So Chris Carson, he's definitely a GPP option. Um, do like the play. I don't know how heavy I'm going to be on it. If I'm going to be heavier, it's going to be on CMC. It'll be on Derrick Henry. Um, Chris Carson can get it done. He can get to 21 points on FanDuel. He can get to 18, 18, 19. Probably 19 is what you'd want on DK. He can do that. Um, He is the main guy in that backfield. There's nobody else. Okay, Rashad Penny is nursing injuries. Um... Alex Collins and uh, DJ Dallas are fighting for, you know, more uh, play out of the backfield as backups. But, I mean, really, it, it's Chris Carson's backfield. I am going to take a shot there. I am going to take a shot. His price is pretty, pretty good. Wide receivers, cash, DeAndre Hopkins. How can you not? 8535 and 8000 Good for first across the board. Vikings are 26 in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, as well as 23rd in points allowed to the position. Minnesota will use cornerback Patrick Peterson to try and cover D-Hop. Peterson really did show his age last week, trying to cover Jamar Chase and T. Higgins last week. So Hopkins should have no trouble again this week. Very solid play. Very safe play. Number one option for Kyler Murray here. Uh, Definitely one that you're going to look for in a Kyler Murray pairing if you need a wide receiver. Amari Cooper, Oof. Cooper in cash, 7,800, 24, 6,800, good for third, 16th, and 10th. I like Cooper on Yahoo and DK more because of of cost. Uh, 
he was a target monster last week with 16 and faces a Chargers defense that is 29th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. Even though the Chargers are second in points allowed to the position, they are going to be facing a shitload of heat versus this Cowboys passing offense. He also will line up a lot against rookie cornerback Asante Samuel Jr., who he should dominate. We've talked about rookie corners. They're easier to attack um, easier to attack earlier in the season versus later when they get their feet under them. So definitely consider Amari Cooper, especially if you're going heavy uh, with the uh, Chargers-Cowboys game, which I think a lot of people are. Keenan Allen, which is basically a lock for this week, especially over on DK. Uh, 7,400, 29, 7,000, good for 7, 6, and 8th. Don't look at the DVOA versus wide receiver one in this matchup. Focus on the wide receiver plus rating of 28th, where wide receivers Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown lined up in the slot last week against cornerback Jordan Lewis, who I said would be the spot to target against Dallas. Lock Allen into your lineups. A possible GPP option would be not wide uh, wide receiver Mike Williams, but wide receiver Jalen Guyton, only if you are stacking chargers. Justin Jefferson, <clears throat> 7,300, 28, and 7,400, good for 8th, 7th, and 5th. Sign me up for a little Jefferson versus cornerback Marco Wilson, who is not as good as the ninth in DVOA versus the wide receiver one ranking. Says he is. Not a guarantee. I will put him in my cash lineups, but I will consider him for sure. I want Keenan Allen well before Jefferson. Allen Robinson, 7,200, 23rd, and 6,200, good for 10th, 17th, and 18th. The Bears will be throwing a bunch in this game, and A-Rob is really the only game in town versus a Bengals defense. is 23rd in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, 29th in points allowed to the position. He also gets his choice in cornerbacks, Chidobi Owuzie and Eli Apple, who are both whack. A.J. Brown, 7,100, 31, and 6,900, good for 11th, 4th, and 9th. I'm not fully in love with Brown and the Titans offense right now, but he is the target leader for Tennessee right now, and Julio can't gain separation on his routes. I expect the Titans to be playing from behind, which means targets for Brown, and even though the Seahawks are 5th in DVOA versus wide receiver 1 and 15th in points allowed to the position, he lines up with cornerback DJ Reed Jr., who isn't a real threat to his athleticism. DK Metcalf, 7,032 and 7,600, good for 12, 3rd, and 3rd. Going back to the well here with DK as he faces a Titans pass defense as 27th in DVOA versus the wide receiver 1, and Tennessee in 32nd in points allowed to the position. Adding coverage by quote-unquote Jack Rabbit Jenkins, that would be Janoris Jenkins, who was lit up by D-Hop last week, and he really is a top-end option. The cost on FanDuel is ridiculously undervalued, and that is where I will have most of my shares. Okay, this is this is the D hop spot from last week. This is the one where he went off. So he should be very on on FanDuel. This is probably your highest owned wide receiver, uh, just based on the price on DK Yahoo. He's probably going to be a lot lower. Um, so really, in like say GPPs, that might be the spot to kind of get him is over on those two sites. Deontay Johnson of Pittsburgh, 6,619 and 6,400, good for 18, 30, and 14. Big Ben's favorite target and a reliable one at his price point. Raiders are 30th, 30th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, 13th in points allowed to the position. Cornerback Trayvon Mullen will be covering him most of the game, and Deontay has a clear advantage over him. Now, 
Can you pair Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris? I would tell you not in cash. You can do it in GPP. I would not do it in cash. You want to kind of diversify, right? You don't want to get too heavy, especially on a team with a running back and a wide receiver on there uh, when you're doing your 50-50s. Keep that to GPP. Antonio Brown. Hmm. Antonio Brown. 6,400, 26, and 6,000. Good for 21st, 12th, and 21st. Underpriced on both FanDuel and DK, and in a matchup where Atlanta is 21st in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus and 17th in points allowed to the position. He also faces cornerback A.J. Terrell, who is not a threat at all, with Brown and Brady certainly seeming to have some early season chemistry. Uh, You can expect him to line up in the slot two uh, against um, Isaiah Oliver at times. And that's a Godwin. I've seen Godwin out there. That is a Godwin spot. Um, but that's also a Brown spot. So uh, definitely consider Antonio Brown. If he would be my first Buccaneer that I would put in my lineup, uh, even whether or not I had Tom Brady in there at all. Cooper Cup, 6,222. Uh, yeah, 6,222, 6,000. Good for 25th, 22nd, 21st. Colts are 30th in DVOA versus wide receiver two, 28th in points allowed to the position. If the Rams came to play, Cup should handle cornerback Kenny Moore the second as the Colts pass rush is dealing with possible losses to their pass rush personnel. Uh, this Cooper Cup really, if you're looking for a cash option from the Rams, he would probably be the first at the wide receiver position over a guy like Robert Woods who we didn't see too much last week. That's why he's really kind of in GPPs. I do like Robert Woods. Robert Woods technically has the best matchup on the board, so uh, definitely carefully consider him. Nelson Aguilar. I can't believe I put a fucking Patriot wide receiver in here. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna say this, okay? He's a little bit riskier. Um, 5,800, 18, and 4,800. Good for 35th, 33rd, 43rd. If there's one guy to take a shot on with the Patriots passing offense, it's Aguilar, who will face a Jets defense that's 25th in DVOA versus wide receiver two, 14th in points allowed to the position. If there is one cornerback to attack on this defense, and I'm talking about the Jets defense, it is Brandon Eccles. All it might take is one long shot for him to hit value on a long TD. He is a cash-slash-GPP option if you don't mind a hint of risk, but in a great spot. That one really comes down to whether or not you need it. Uh, there's a couple of more better pay down options, um, that you can utilize that I would probably trust more. Um, but definitely, definitely have one lineup that takes a shot with Aguilar. Cause I think he's going to do it again this week. Devonta Parker, 5,800, 14 and 50, uh, 55th hundred, 5,500. Good for 35th, 55th and 30th. So I really like him over on Yahoo. For whatever reason, Parker has been productive against the Bills. He either goes for over 100 yards receiving or has had 50 yards and a TD in each game the last two seasons. Bills are 19th in DVOA versus wide receiver 1 and 11th in points allowed to the position. He has the advantage over cornerback Tredavious White as well. He also has the advantage over uh, Teron Johnson. Um, uh, Teron Johnson is... Uh, and he would actually have the advantage over Levi Wallace 
if they had Levi Wallace come out out of the slot. But Devontae Parker is definitely somebody to consider. I would probably, like I said, I'd probably consider it more on Yahoo, uh, where his price point is just kind of ridiculous. Marquez Callaway, New Orleans, 5,700, 17, and 4,200. Good for 32nd or 37th. 38th and 56, so good all the way across the board. Going back to the well with an option that pissed a bunch of people off last week, which should keep his ownership low. Panthers are 31st in DVOA versus the wide receiver one and 21st in points allowed to the position. Either rookie J.C. Horn or Dante Jackson should line up on him this week, and he can beat both both at almost no cost. Jamar Chase of the Bengals. This is ridiculous. 5,500, 20, and 5,000. Good for 44th, 27th, and 39th. Cash game lock. What the fuck? How is he still so cheap? Lights up the Bears, who are 17th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, and faces cornerback Jalen Johnson, who is a guy I love to attack, and not just because I am a Packers fan. Jalen Johnson sucks. The fact that they let Kyle Fuller go... When they had Jalen Johnson in that secondary is ridiculous. Jalen Johnson has only gotten worse over the years. Promising rookie that just fell on his face. Last but certainly not least for cash, A.J. Green is a consideration. 5,300, 14, and 3,700. Good for 55th, 55th, and 68th. Very nice value option this week against cornerback Brashad Breeland, who has really fallen off a cliff. In the, and he, I mean, he fell off a fucking cliff. His rating, most of the ratings, like your elite rating, it would be in the, would be like 90, or in the 80s and 90s. Um. And where I usually have, like, poor usually starts at, like, a 40% rating. He had a 26. He had a 26. So, um, Vikings 27th in DVOA versus the wide receiver, two. Potentially lock him in if he can't afford D-hop. Um, but A.J. Green, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I am going to probably tell you that I'm going to have Marquez Callaway. I know Jamar Chase is making that lineup. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase and Keenan Allen are making the lineup. It's all whatever you can afford for that last spot. GPP, Calvin Ridley, Atlanta, 7,700, 28, 7,500, fourth, seventh, and fourth. Hard to trust the Atlanta offense against a defending chance, but if there's one guy in this offense that can get it done, it is Ridley facing cornerback Jamal Dean and a defense is 18th in DVOA versus wide receiver one and currently 31st in points allowed. <laughs> Quote unquote, 31st in points allowed to the position. The DVP should start regressing back to the mean, which means, which is why I can't trust Ridley in cash at his cost. Like the player, um, just can't trust the situation right now. That's why it's GPP, but it does line. It does. It does line up for him to have a good day. Adam Thielen, and that would actually, now that I come to think of it, um, if you're running a pairing or a small stack, you know, two wide receivers with Tom Brady, you would put Calvin Ridley on the other side because um, you need something to correlate. <laughs> Pardon me. That would be your best correlation play. Uh, Adam Thielen, Minnesota Vikings, 7,600, 27, and 7,100. Good for 5th, 10th, and 7th. A bit too costly for me as his cost has risen drastically from week one. That's why I can't trust him in cash. 
On paper, the Cardinals are fourth in DVOA versus wide receiver two, but I still say we can attack cornerback Robert Alford on the outside. I believe this rating had more to do with Julio than with Alford discovering how to cover a receiver. (laughs) I do have some interest in the Minnesota offense. It does uh, stem from the two outside wide receivers. I do think that there's a shot in there. Um, of course I'm on Arizona, I'm on the Arizona side in there, but, uh, definitely consider, uh, either Thielen or Justin Jefferson, uh, even outside of cash, you know, GPP. So Stefan Diggs, 7,500, 32 and 7,700 good for six second and second. There's regression coming here for Diggs, who still was getting targets in that fail of a passing offense last week against Pittsburgh. Miami is 28th in DVOA versus wide receiver one. He's done well against the Dolphins since coming over from Minnesota before last season, and I see that continuing this week. Uh, we also have uh, Gabe Davis is uh, questionable for this game, so they're going to be down to probably their three mains with a little bit of Isaiah McKenzie. Um, Jake Coomer. I don't see Jake Coomer. I'll get it on the fucking field. Get the fuck out of here. Tyler Lockett, 7,200, 30 31, 31 and 7,200, good for 9-4 and 6. I still like Lockett in this matchup where the Titans are 32nd in DVOA versus the wide receiver 2, but I won't be as heavy on him as I will be on Metcalf. Lockett will be higher owned in my estimation facing cornerback Isaiah Molden, or Elijah Molden, my bad. So I will fade for the most part unless doing a full quarterback wide receiver stack. CeeDee Lamb of the Cowboys, 6,800, 23rd, and 6,400, good for 14th, 17th, and 14th. CeeDee is cash slash GPP on all sites, but especially on FanDuel because of the savings from Cooper. Chargers are six versus the wide receiver two, but Dallas will put him in a position to face whoever is replacing slot cornerback Chris Harris Jr. this week due to injury. Okay, Chris Harris, their, their slot corner, is out this week. He is the, He was their best corner um, this season and through the preseason. I don't hate a full stack with corner, quarterback Dak Prescott as it would be contrarian when looking at the stats. I just can't include all quarterback options this week. Mike Evans. Oh, my goodness. 6,700, 27, and 6,100. Go for 16, 10, and 19. You want a contrarian play? Everybody's going to go Antonio Brown. Everybody's going to go Chris Godwin. Nobody's going to go Mike Evans. Nobody's going to utilize him in a matchup against quarterback Fabian Monroe and a defense that is 21st in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. He is a wide receiver one in this offense, folks. Do not be fooled and take a shot on that value for both FanDuel and DK. If pairing or stacking, you could even use him as a one-off, and it would be fabulous. Robert Woods, 6,500, 23, and 5,700. Good for 20th, 17th, and 26th. This is the same matchup that DK Metcalf had last week uh, with Rocky Asin. 24th in DBOA versus wide receiver one. I will expect some jet sweeps as well this week if the Colts' pass rush is lacking. Tyler Boyd, going back to that well, 5,700, 15, and 4,700. Good for 37th, 49th, and 47th. I feel that if there is a second fiddle this week for the Bengals, it's Boyd out of the slot against quarterback Marquis Christian and a Bears defense as 31st in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus. I don't hate T. Higgins. I'm just saying, looking at the no- <clears throat> looking at the numbers, 
And with the fact that T. Higgins got that touchdown last week, you know, you'd be stupid not you'd be stupid not to use Jamar Chase first, of course. Um, but if you're doing a second guy, a lot of people are going to go Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Here's where I'm going to shift because I, I hate the fucking tight ends and I refuse to use them. Um, I would go Tyler Boyd in that instance uh, instead because you're going to get the lower ownership value on that. Devonta Smith of the Eagles, <clears throat> 5,600, 21st, and 5,400. Good for 40th, 25th, and 32nd. Should not be that low. Cash last GPP play as he is dirt cheap and adds a little bit of pizzazz to your lineup. San Francisco might be eighth in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, but that was against Tyrell Williams in the Detroit passing offense. That was also when Jason Verrett, basically because Jason Verrett was in most of that game and he was shutting it down. Uh, but he's gone now. So the more I think about it, he should 100% be a cash option, but I'm going to test your reading skills, and the scan and grab crowd can miss out. I wouldn't pair him with Miles Sanders in cash, though. Uh, yeah, you guys got you guys got lucky. I read that part on, on here. So podcast people, you get a bonus. You get a bonus. It is devious, I know, but a lot of people like to just grab fucking names and go. They don't fucking read why, what I'm looking at. Tight ends, Cash, George Kittle, 6,700, 23rd, and 6,400, 23rd, 23. Good for second across the board. Eagles are ninth in DVOA versus tight end, 60th of points allowed to the position. He will have the advantage against safety, Kevon Wallace, and in my opinion, the 49ers will be playing from behind, which will keep Kittle active in that passing game, which is what we want, because they are going to need him to produce to have a shot at winning this game. That's why I am going George Kittle over Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's price point went way up, and we have way too many wide receivers that I like. Uh, That's why he's not in there. I do like Debo, but George Kittle makes me throw that away. Okay. Noah Fant of the Denver Broncos, 5,700, 18, and 4,200. Good for 5th, 4th, and 8th. Jacksonville is 30th in DVOA versus tight end, 18th in points allowed to the position. Fant will also be covered by safety Rayshon Jenkins, who Noah will have an advantage over. Fant led the Broncos in targets last week and should continue to be one of Bridgewater's favorite targets to keep the chains moving. He loves Noah Fant. Fanta, Fanta Claus. Get the fuck out of here. Tyler Higby, 5,600, 16, and 4,100. Good for 6th, 7th, and ninth. India's 24th in DVOA versus tight end, 23rd in points allowed to the position. Safety Kari Willis has never been a guy I've been scared to attack, and Higby has a nice tar- had a nice target share last week with quarterback Matt Stafford. So um, if you're not going with Cooper Cup <clears throat> in cash, definitely consider uh, Higby as your pay-down option this week. GPP, still looking at Darren Waller, 7,022 and 7,600. Good for first, third, and first. Contrarian play, that may be a bit higher owned than it should, um, which would actually technically not make it a contrarian play, but it's a tough matchup. Pittsburgh's 27th in DVOA versus tight end, but is only 10th in points allowed to the position. He'll have the advantage versus safety Terrell Edmonds and virtually all the Steelers' DBs. He is the top option for the Raiders' passing attack, and I would expect them to be behind all game long. That should mean plenty of targets. He gets locked on, okay? Rob Gronkowski, 5,800, 24, and 4,700. Third, first, and fourth. I'm including him, but it's going to be hard for me to chase last week's stats. That's a problem. Uh, even against an Atlanta defense that is 26 in t- tight end DVOA, 27th in points allowed to the position while facing safety Eric Harris. I'm honestly okay with him in cash if you're not using any of the Bucks wide receivers. 
Okay, so cash only if you're not using a Bucks wide receiver. But for me, this play, I'm probably going to completely fade it because uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to gravitate towards him, um, which actually might make George Kittle kind of contra the contrarian play in cash because it's a much better play. Uh, Mike Kaziki, 5,300, 14, 4,000. Good for ninth, 10th, and 10th. He's dirt cheap and facing a Bills defense, 20th in DVOA versus tight end. 12th and points allowed to the position. He has an advantage over safety of Jordan Poyer, and it's worth a shot if you want to save a little bit at the position who has upside for GPPs, but he has an extreme downside, extreme downside. So if you don't want to take a zero, definitely don't want to take a zero, uh, go ahead and pass on him. Uh, defense is real quick. A lot of good pay-up options. It's kind of been problematic here. Uh, Patriots, 5,019 and 3,700. Good for first, second, and fourth. So DK, best price. Jets had issues with Panthers defense last week and are 27th of points allowed to opposing teams' defenses. Defense is really good and worth a pay up if you can. Pittsburgh Steelers, 4,920 and 3,000. Good for second, first, and ninth. So again, really good on DK. What's not to like here is the Raiders travel east to face the Steelers and are going to be clearly overmatched and playing from behind, which will give the Steelers plenty of opportunities for turnovers and possible defensive scores. <clears throat> Next, Denver Broncos, 4,600, 18, and 3,800. Good for fifth, fourth, and third. Jaguars 24th, 21st in points allowed to opposing defenses. And even with the Broncos losing quarterback Ronald Darby, Jacksonville has no shot at staying in this game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 4,500, 17, and 4,100. Good for six, fifth, and second. So good on FanDuel. Uh, Denver, FanDuel, best price. I hinted at it when talking about wide receiver Calvin Ridley. The shit defensive numbers we are seeing with the Bucks defense should start regressing back to normal as the Falcons offense is no Cowboys offense. It's really good. Cleveland Browns, 4,200, 16, and 3,500. Good for ninth, 10th, and 6th. So FanDuel, Yahoo, why are they so cheap? It's the Houston Texans. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to take advantage of that probably somewhere. GPP, also known as a pay-down defense, is for cash. LA Rams, 4719 and 4500 Good for fourth, second, and first. So FanDuel, best price. They looked good last week outside of the rush defense, but I think they fixed that versus a weaker Colts offensive line. Does get better with Eric Fisher in there, but he's coming back off an Achilles injury, so we'll have to see what happens there. Colts are also having some potential injury issues with their wide receivers. Arizona Cardinals, 4,400, 16, and 2,900. Good for 7, 10, and 11. Yahoo and DK. Minnesota's 15th in points allowed to opposing defenses, but they have severe issues along their offensive line. Christian Derrishaw is not going to be in there again. So it's that left side of the offensive line is going to be uh, very easy with that pass rush. And we saw what they did last week. So uh, Arizona, yeah, you might want to just go ahead and just lock that in. Seattle Seahawks, 3,712 and 3,000. Good for 15th, 17th, and 9th. So FanDuel Yahoo. Still uncertain how good this defense is, but the Titans, 32nd in points allowed to opposing defenses. Tennessee is traveling across country to face Seattle in their home opener. Mispriced in FanDuel and Yahoo, in my opinion. Um, that's all how you feel about that whole Derrick Henry play. I mean, Derrick Henry could just uh, completely knock it out of the fucking park. New GPP, also known as the fuck it and play at minimum price for cash. Cincinnati Bengals, 3610 and 2900 Good for 17 22 and 11 So they are 
bare minimum on Yahoo, that's the best place to play it. But on the other two sites, just as good. Bears are 25th in points allowed to opposing defenses, and there is no one below them that I can even justify utilizing this week. I expect the Bears to have to throw, and if they continue to use Andy Dalton at quarterback, that can lead to turnovers. And the Bengals do have a slight advantage with their pass rush versus this offensive line. Uh, We have seen an improvement with the Cincinnati defense that we have to monitor. Are they great? Grandioso? No. But... They got the eye of the tiger. Oh, that's right. I said it. I fucking said it. That's it. I'm out. 